I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the palatial yet not overly ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in. To a Thursday edition, man, this week is really flying by, of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS is number to jump on in, 855-212-4227, and you can always interact with the show on the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb, or on Instagram, where I'm always straight flexing, once again, at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Got Moist Mike and Stuart Kovacs along the other way, and we will have Roman Harper, the former NFL and Alabama safety, stopping by at 4.20 p.m. Eastern, 1.20 p.m. Pacific. He will break down this big weekend of college football, and then at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific, we'll be joined by the FAU coach who took the uh, Owls to the Final Four last year in Dusty May. He's going to stop by, as we'll remember the life of Coach Bobby Knight, who passed away last night. And uh, Dusty May was actually a graduate assistant and uh, was a student manager for Coach Knight for a few seasons. So he'll join us to reflect on the great life of Bobby Knight with the three championships that he won at Indiana, over 900 career wins, And uh, we send our condolences to everyone that is an Indiana fan, a Texas Tech fan, uh, a Navy fan, or a a, um, a Bobby Knight fan for what he uh, was able to do for the sport of basketball. So our condolences to his family and everyone that knew Coach Knight as well. I got to start the show off, though, in college athletics, and we will start things off with the NCAA's latest uh, scandal and issue involving Michigan. You all know the sign-stealing scheme by now. You've heard my opinions on this more uh, than a few times at this point. I do think Michigan should be punished. I'm not saying Michigan deserves to skate free here. I do not think a punishment should happen in season. I think you wait until the season does conclude at the absolute earliest. And even though I do believe there there has to be some punitive action to Michigan, I do not think it needs to be as severe as what some have indicated. Ultimately, it does feel like, even with the reports that suggest that Coach Harbaugh is on the verge of getting an extension, I would imagine with whatever punitive action does come down, that eventually you are going to see Um, Jim Harbaugh leave college, leave Michigan, and go back 
to the NFL, and whether that's with the Commanders or the Raiders or uh, the Los Angeles Chargers or even the Chicago Bears, that is a wait and see. But in terms of the latest news, last night, Pete Thamel did uh, release this report, and he was discussing kind of the tone and the tenor from the Big Ten coaches who um, had a meeting and a phone call last night with Tony Petiti, who is the new Big Ten commissioner, and they had this meeting, and Jim Harbaugh eventually disconnected, left the meeting, so the coaches can say what they want to say, and I guess no feelings can get hurt here, or Harbaugh thought, I'll leave the meeting, let these coaches speak freely, maybe people will hold back, if I'm going to be on this phone call and you don't want to hear all this nonsense that's going on and all the bitching and complaining that is going on. So with all that being said, a lot of the reports did come on out last night that according to five sources, according to Pete Thamel, familiar with the call, a chorus of voices encouraged Petiti to take action against Michigan in a call that was described as both intense and emotional. Collectively, the coaches want the Big Ten to act right now, said a source familiar with the call. What are we waiting on? We know what happened. So it's one thing to listen to your coaches. It is one thing to hear where they are at. And I do wonder which coaches are the ones doing the complaining. Now, I know some people may say, well, there's validity to their complaints. There is validity to what they're trying to push. There's validity to trying to push for a suspension right now for Michigan. But it does feel all wrong to me. And this comes from someone that understands anonymous sourcing. But in this case, it's either black or white. Like, I don't think there's a lot of gray and there's a lot of in-between here. You either think Michigan is getting screwed here and this is a great overreaction, or Michigan should get the death penalty. And the extreme measures on both sides to me don't really make sense. Like, even though I dressed up as Connor Stallions for Halloween and I've tried to provide some levity with how intense and serious people talk about this situation, you can't say, well, nothing happened. There is a reason why Connor Stallions was doing this. There is an advantage. Now, if you want to say it's the biggest advantage in the world, that's something I would vehemently disagree. But even if it's only a minor advantage, there is some advantage that does deserve some punishment. And on the other side, like I have a friend who attended Penn State. This guy is like your typical Penn State football program. He lives in uh, a fan. He lives and dies with the university. I always tease with him. You're the typical Penn State cult member. Like, whatever Penn State says, you genuflect to them, and you think your football program is still this great, and I mean great program, where now you guys under James Franklin have become participation state university, and all this guy does is say, oh, yeah, we really need to hype up this win up against Indiana, where if it wasn't for the incompetence of Rod Carey, you probably should have lost that game. Or you lose to Ohio State, even though James Franklin's been there for 10 years, and all of a sudden James Franklin afterwards starts to uh, chime in with his nonsense. Well, we competed with the number whatever team, a top five team in the country, all the way down to the wire. Like, that's not good enough when you're in year 10. 
And there's an obsession here from my friend who thinks that, like, Michigan deserves the death penalty. And the people that are in that camp where, like, you need to give a five-year bull ban and you need to fire Harbaugh or, and you basically need to strip Michigan, I don't get that camp either. So I don't get the camp of extreme Michigan needs to be punished right now, and I don't get the camp that is, okay, Michigan deserves zero punishment here. And that's why, for many reasons, I don't think, we know the NCAA won't do anything right now. But at the last domino to fall in any hope for people that want to see Michigan get punished is Tony Petiti, the new Big Ten commissioner, stepping in and doing something with, I don't want to say the uncertainties of what happened, but in the immediate reaction, I don't think you should make a decision right now. And really, it would be unprecedented. And even though something did go on and something was wrong, there has been a lot worse to go on in the history of college athletics. And to step in as we're almost done with this season, as there's a month left of the regular season, and then you have, what, for Michigan, hopefully two more games or three more games because of the Big Ten Championship and then maybe two college football playoff games, I don't think you should rip away their season right now. And even though I'm not in the camp of vacating wins, I would rather play through this season and then have the punishment be delivered and then... If the NCAA or the Big Ten, whatever, wants to say we got to take away the wins and put an asterisk on it, I'm okay with that, even though I hate vacating wins. But as a sports fan right now, it would be a great disservice to sports fans if in the middle of the season or towards the end of the season, we go, yeah, let's stop uh, having Michigan play football. Or it wouldn't be that. It would be they're going to be banned from the postseason, and then the conversation becomes, well, what's the point of playing if you can't even get into the college football playoff? And I know that it's still up to the committee, but if you don't let them go to the Big Ten championship game, the committee's not going to take them. So for me, I don't think anything should happen right now in the immediate moment, and you should do what college sports usually does. Take their time and wait to do something at the end of, of, of this season at the absolute earliest. Because as a fan, I want to see Michigan next week, knowing they have something to play for, go up against Penn State. Because that's what makes it fun. The whole world will be watching. The signs are going to be changed. Everyone's going to be watching every step of the way with Michigan football, and they will expose you if they see something that even appears to look wrong. So now... We're going to basically beg Tony Petiti, oh, stop the season. What Michigan did was horrible. We need to punish them right now and not let us see what happens when it's a quote-unquote level playing field against Penn State. Or in three weeks, take away some meaning. Even if you take away a postseason berth, you know that game's going to be a bloodbath but take away the importance of potentially an undefeated Ohio State or uh, undefeated Michigan, and the winner goes to the Big Ten Championship and in all likelihood, the college football playoff. So don't ruin that for us now because even though Michigan did something wrong, it's not to the extent where you have to do something that's unprecedented and have Tony Petiti, a new 
Big Ten commissioner swoop in and go, here I come to save the day and make a statement and say, Michigan, you're not allowed to participate in postseason play or our Big Ten championship. So it's one thing when you have coaches that complain. It's one thing when you have coaches voice their opinion. But with how simple this should appear to be, I would actually like to hear more of those coaches speak their mind and actually go on the record and speak publicly about this. Because if you were that fired up and that annoyed behind the scenes and you're demanding for Michigan season to basically come to a close tomorrow, have some guts and speak your mind right now. Like, I respect Dan Landing. Dan Landing came on this show. I don't know all coaches to some degree are going to dance around the topic. But Dan Lanning gave us a pretty damn good quote about this on the record on this show to all of you. And I wish more coaches were like that because I do think it's lame if let's just say, and I'm just using this coach for an example. I'm not saying he's doing it. But let's just, you know, I won't even go to a big-time rival of Michigan. Let's just use Greg Schiano, who I happen to like. Like, let's say if Greg Schiano saying nothing about this publicly, but then behind the scenes, I'm just using it as an example. I do not know if he's the one doing this. But if behind the scenes he's demanding Tony Petiti to stop the season, well, he should say that publicly. That's what he should do, and that's all I ask. But the big multi-million dollar question here is, will Tony Petiti do something that some would view as dumb or some would view as smart or some would view him having a, and showing his brass set pretty much? Would he actually step in when you have a team that most people consider is the best team or one of the best teams in college football and is your best chance to have the Big Ten in the college football playoff, would he step in and say, we're not going to let you guys go to the Big Ten championship game or we're going to put a postseason ban effective immediately on your program or eliminate you from all further Big Ten games or suspend your coach right now? Will he do that? And in this Pete Thamel article, even where it voice. With no names, the frustration of the coaches, he did go on to say, Thamel, sources say that the Big Ten commissioner was listening carefully to the coaches, but not tipping his hand in what direction he may go. Sources expressed uh, curiosity as to whether the Big Ten truly is interested in taking action or just listening to coaches so they can be heard. So not really much telling there, but it did say at the end, I don't think the Big Ten understood how upset everyone was, another source said. The tenor of the call was asking the Big Ten to show leadership. The conference and the presidents and unprecedented violation of the rules would require unprecedented action from the Big Ten. So that's the latest from the uh, Pete Thamel article. Let me hear from Lou Holtz, the former college football coach who last was getting into it with Ryan Day, or Ryan Day was offended with what Lou Holtz had to say. Now they may actually agree on the topic. Uh, and Lou Holtz went on the record the other day, and he was on Hot Mike with Jonathan Hudden and Chad Withrow on OutKick, and this is Lou Holtz ripping the Michigan scandal. I find it a deplorable about what the rumors are going around. I, I'm all for any advantage you can get legally, but to take the film of the opposing sideline, I, I just think it's deplorable. I think it's bad. I think they should definitely get to the bottom of it before they decide who's going to play for the national championship. So there's Lou Holtz. I vehemently disagree with him. And I'm sure Lou Holtz now at his early bird special is welcoming in Ryan Day. And here's the other thing. Michigan really can't comment on this yet. You know, I know we had Roman Wilson on and he said what he said. He's a player. 
Because there's no notice of allegations from the NCAA that's even been served yet, which opens up like this 90-day window as well. But this right now has turned into, I think we all know the NCAA, where the NCAA is basically saying, without saying it, we're going to wait. Because this is what the NCAA does. Like, we've had incidents go on, and they haven't been resolved for seven or eight years in the NCAA. Now everyone's turning to the Big Ten, where it's, oh, the NCAA is not going to do anything. So the Big Ten, let's see if you could do something unprecedented right now and put a close pretty much on the Michigan season. I don't know what you guys think should happen and what will happen. But let me just ask this, because that's a big thing to me. Sometimes I think we have to look at it, what should happen and what will happen. I do not think the Big Ten should basically end Michigan's season. When it comes to will they, I still lean more on the side that they won't than, than, than they will. But with this article by Thamel, and then it's like, oh, at the end, the last line is talking about how the commissioner didn't realize how upset the other coaches were. It makes you pause for a second, but then trying to think about this logically, I'm not going to trust that the NCAA or the Big Ten, if you're in the line of thinking, believe they should do the right thing, that they ever will do the right thing. Because they're all about the money and they're all about seeing their conference or you know their sport do well. And from the NCAA side, they're not going to touch Michigan for many reasons. But from the Big Ten side, that's your strongest Big Ten team, in my opinion, this year. And what happens if you allow them to play? They beat Ohio State, and Ohio State still goes to a Big Ten championship game because Michigan isn't eligible. And then it's like, oh, the team that people wanted to say their their season's tainted. Then we look at Ohio State, and it's like, yeah, you, you got to the Big Ten championship game, but you just lost to the team that should have been the Big Ten championship game a week before. So we're almost at the end of the season. Let it play out, and then we go from there. Samter, uh, what do you think should happen? What do you think will happen here when it comes to the Big Ten? So just a quick breakdown for me. What they actually did, what advantages they got, I agree with you, is not the end of the world. The way they went about doing it. Was stupid. The deception, the lying, the going behind other schools' backs. It was just the reason why coaches are so pissed. It's not the advantage that Michigan gained. It's how they did it. And how egregious and just... Just deceitful they were in in the process of doing it. And really sloppy, let's be real. Sure, sloppy. I I read one quote that one of the Big Ten coaches said something along the lines was a different article. They could have got away with this if they just weren't so sloppy about it. So it's almost like we're not really bitching about the the actual crime. What we're complaining about is how they went about doing the crime. Yeah, Do the crime better is what the coaches, some of them are saying. Do the crime less sleazy, less creepy, less mean, less deceitful as as what you did. Because I think the coaches are upset, not just about what they, they gained, but but like the way that they're making the other schools look in the process. Fair. To me, if what all these allegations are are true, yeah, Michigan deserves a significant penalty. Again, not because of what they gained, but because of how they did it and what the whole process was. And there are multiple instances where a team who didn't even play in their conference's championship game made it to the playoff. Bama, because, you know, you look at the SEC East. Yeah. Bama's been, or SEC West, I'm sorry. Bama's been there without having to be in there. Um, Ohio State 
has been just in the playoff year. just last year without being in their conference championship. So can Michigan prevent I'm sorry, can the Big Ten prevent Michigan from playing in the Big Ten championship game? Absolutely. They can't keep them out of the college football playoff. And if Michigan goes undefeated and beats Ohio State but doesn't play in the Big Ten championship game, the college football playoff can still say, all right, you you did your thing. You were punished by the Big Ten, but we're still going to put you in the Final Four. So that way, I think the Big Ten can have their cake and eat it too. They can punish Michigan but still get the big Michigan-Ohio State game. They can still get Michigan in the college football playoff. And I think that's the way to do it. But punish with the Michigan for the Big Ten championship game, and that's it. But with the committee, and I don't know the complete breakdown of who's on the committee, but how many in the committee, when you're making these determinations, will hold that against Michigan? Like, annoyed Big Ten athletic directors just wondering. I mean, they they might, but if Michigan gets punished and prevented from going into the Big Ten championship game, then maybe that would assuage them enough to say, you know what, the big picture of getting Michigan into the playoff is going to be more important now. And, yeah. I think th- and I think another part of it is maybe punish Harbaugh, right? Harbaugh missed a few games. Uh, we saw Different Urban thing, Meyer miss games with the Zach Smith situation, yeah. and Ryan Day took over there. Just maybe punish Harbaugh. The team can still play. The players aren't going to be punished, although maybe the players knew about it. But maybe punish the coaches as opposed to punish the team. I wouldn't do anything until after this season. But the Let problem, this but the season problem with play that out. is taking away wins. There's no problem with it. No, there's many problems with it. Because if, if and, they no, gain but, but, but hold on. If you, have a, if you think this is like a severe thing, let's just say, Everyone knows what's going on now. The the teams have already changed their signs. So line up the football, let that ball go up into the air, and we'll get our answer on how much of an advantage it is. And guess what? If Michigan plays Penn State and, and next week and they get smacked, then it doesn't look good for Michigan. If Michigan beats them 42 to 10 and beats the pants off of them, I don't want to hear from James Franklin. And the same for that uh, Ryan Day over at Ohio State as well. I understand your point. I'm also annoyed, too, because I have uh, Ohio State-Michigan tickets already, so I, I want to see a, a good, fully competitive game as well. And, and I still think it will be because it's it's a, a rivalry game. But if you cheated on, on your midterm, that doesn't mean that if you do well on your final that you should be excused of cheating on the midterm, right? You still cheated, yeah, so and you still gained an advantage after early the final. on. And so maybe that advantage allowed them to prepare better for these later games. I don't know. But either way, if Michigan wins the Big Ten Championship, if they win the National Championship, and then we go back and start vacating wins, well, now what? We just give the National Championship to the runner-up? We just say, hey, you guys no, lost the championship game to Michigan, but now you're the champion. But everyone because- knows that's a bunch of hogwash. I want to see the games be played. That That's what I'm about. Stu, what do you think ultimately happens here real yeah, quickly? I'm more with Mike. I don't want to see vacated stuff. I- I'm over that. We saw that with Reggie Bush. We've seen it many of times. I don't want to see Michigan win the championship and then them to tell me, oh, they didn't. Yeah, no. I don't want that. And don't get me wrong. I think that's stupid when the NCAA does that, but I'd rather have that be the case than when you have a team that I legitimately think can win the national championship, the NCAA or excuse me, the Big Ten now swoops in and goes, oh, you're ineligible for the Big Ten championship game. Because I do think that will impact the way that the committee does think about this. I feel like they could also go about it in terms of punishing them maybe with scholarships or transfers or something like that more than, okay, they're banned from this or they can't win this championship or they get this championship stripped away. And that's also why it's complex right now in terms of what they should do, and that's why they should do nothing and wait until the end of the year. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You can stream the NFL and West One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every West One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. We have a brand new segment to debut right here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio that, Radio that we'll do each and every Thursday. Let's get to it. Morning. 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 It's a Thursday. What do you have to say? It's the weekly Zach Gelb Show PSA. Who's with me? Let's go. Come on. All right, let's get it going. We'll go around the room. Zach Gelb, Michael Samter, and Stuart Kovacs with you. We'll all give you something that's annoying you in life, whether it's in sports or even outside of sports. I'll start off. So the World Series concluded last night. And the moment the World Series ends, even before the Rangers could pop open the champagne bottles and celebrate their first ever World Series championship, I have people on social media. I have people on the radio and on television trying to say, does anybody actually care about the full classic anymore? I don't care what the ratings are. You have a great story in the Texas Rangers who just won their first ever World Series. You have a manager in Bruce Bochy who's not only a legendary manager, but he's going to be in the Hall of Fame and he is now an immortal where he won three World Series championships with the San Francisco Giants, took the Padres to an NL pennant, and then after three years being away from the game, he comes off the couch, walks right up to the uh, Texas Rangers locker room, and he wins a World Series in year number one. 
So that's a fantastic story. Plus, you have Corey Seager winning his second World Series MVP. There's a lot to digest here. There's a lot to look at here. So don't tell me, oh, the World Series means nothing. Oh, the World Series is boring. Who cares about the Rangers and you rain on their parade? Because you damn well know if that was your team, you'd be jumping up and down like a fat kid in a candy store. And that was actually a very fun postseason, which, by the way, the Rangers did not lose a single road playoff game. And you had a World Series that was a fun game one, a blowout in game two, a fun game three, a blowout in game four. And then you had Zach Gallen pitching a no-hitter. And trust me, I bet the Diamondbacks last night and parlayed them with the under. And I thought I was in a good spot. The Diamondbacks couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat. And the guy goes from pitching a no-hitter to the Rangers winning a World Series that we don't see a game six. So I thought the Rangers gave us something in the postseason. And I'm not going to rain on their parade today and go, oh, well, is anyone watching? Does anybody actually care? Good for the Rangers. Good for Bruce Bochy. And they won a World Series with DeGrom out for the year. And Max Scherzer basically being hurt or being a shell of himself. So good job on the Rangers. All righty, Samter, what do you got? All right, so I was deciding between a couple, you know, life things and some sports things that piss me off. And there's one that just drives me crazy, and this is a sports-related one. Teams that run the ball on second and one. Not like second and goal at the one. I'm talking about second and one at like the 38-yard line or the 40. Why the hell are you running the ball on second and one? Play action pass and throw the ball down the field. Why are you looking for that one yard for the first down when you can get a big play? Go play action, get the defense to pull up, make a big play downfield. You don't get it. You can run the ball on third down. Depending on where you are on the field, you can run the ball on fourth down. But why the hell are you going for one yard when you have three shots to get that yard? It makes no sense to me. And I hear announcers all the time talking about Tony Romo was talking about the other day also why the hell are you running the ball on second and one it makes no sense my biggest problem with second and one or third and one or fourth and one is when you run the football and you're running it out of the gun that why would you line yourself up even further away from the first down marker but good one there Sam what do you got or if you're my former head coach who uh, has a good running back and doesn't run the ball at all when there's a Third and one or fourth and one. Gets down to the three Goal and then line, goes, yeah. Aiden O'Connell, let's throw it. Picked <laughs> off to the other team. That's an astute observation, Stu. What do you got? All right, mine is not sports-related. It's life-related. Oh, I like this. Um, Life s- advice with Stuart Kovacs. Here we go. <laughs> it has to do with my commute. Mostly the commute home. The commute ho- going into work is fine. I take mass transit. I take what is called a path train. So a type of a light rail train is what I take to uh, get to work for people who's not who are not in New York area. Mm-hmm. Um when I leave work at around 6 o'clock at night, uh, the train cars are absolutely packed. You're squeezing there like sardines. Fine. Whatever. My problem is people that have these giant backpacks on their backs, <laughs> and they don't take them off. They keep their backpacks on, so there's no room when you're trying to squeeze on the train. I'm like one of the later stops on the train to get back to New Jersey. They keep their backpacks on instead of you take your backpack off, you put it at your feet. That makes so much more room because these people are standing there with the backpacks hanging out their back and it's almost like two people around yeah and they're they're swinging around they're hitting you it's just it's ridiculous and that's one thing that almost every night especially tuesday wednesday thursday when there are more people coming into the office that really grinds my gears if you will so that's uh yeah that was the last night uh stew about to have a meltdown on the train because uh he's gonna hit the backpack how far is your commute home by the way 
It's like 30 minutes, 35 minutes. It's not too bad, but it's it's just annoying. That's too long. I would say I would offer my services and be a bodyguard for you. If anyone gets too close with you with a backpack, I'd smack them over the head. But then that's 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back, and then my 10-minute commute home. Yeah, mm. I'm, I'm not going to do that. My biggest problem with what you actually said, though, and I think it's a fair point, when you're walking out of here, how about the bikers, the people that are on bicycles? Every day, you have to stop because there's a bike lane, and they come cruising down the street. They run all the red lights in the world, and I can't tell you how many times I've almost been hit by a biker. It's like they should be treated as people that are treated the same way you drive a car. You run a red light, cop, whoop, whoop, and go get them. That's what I need to see here. But these bikers just have no etiquette whatsoever. It's bad. When you have the right of way, you would think the bikers are the ones that have the right of way. Like, you're supposed to yield to pedestrians. Mm-hmm. They are, it's almost like you're supposed to yield to the bikers. That's how they treat it. And you think they would understand that because you're on a bike. You're exposing yourself. So safety should be of the utmost importance. But bikers just don't care. Alrighty, that's the first installment of the Zach Gelb Show PSA. We will take a break. We'll come on back. When we return, we'll update you with some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. We call that segment the News Brief. But first up with the latest CBS Sports Radio update, he looks like he could be uh, the coach of St. John's, or is that a little uh, homage to the uh, late, great Bobby Knight? Just wondering, at Indiana. No, just first clean thing today. Oh, okay. I, I thought there's, that there's there never, was some statement never, being made No, 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 no. There's never. It's just... All right, this looks good. And and Ack, of course, is wearing this this bright wet, uh, red sweater tonight. And we will uh, chat about the life of Bobby Knight coming up at 5.20 p.m. Eastern time today with a man that uh, knew him during his early stages. I'm talking about Dusty May's early stages of his career um, when he was a student at Indiana. And, of course, Coach Knight, who was a part of Army, Indiana, and uh, Texas Tech, unfortunately, did pass away last night at the age of 83. So we will remember his life with Dusty May, the coach of FAU, coming up at 5.20 p.m. Eastern, 2.20 p.m. Pacific. We will come on back with a news brief. First up, here's Rich Ackerman. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. All right, this is Zach Yelp show on CBS Sports Radio. We start out on a somber note as legendary basketball coach Bobby Knight did pass away, and that was announced yesterday at the age of 83. 
got his uh, head coaching career started at Army. And you know the Coach K connection there. Indiana was where he won three national championships and then wrapped up his career as the head coach of Texas Tech before doing some media work. Just a few years ago, he was welcomed back to Assembly Hall after saying he would never go back there again. And that was a real touching scene, seeing Coach Knight return to Assembly Hall. Heard Scott Farrell on last night, actually, with JR from the JR Sport Brief Show, who knew Bobby Knight well. And uh, I just thought it was an unbelievable tribute that Scott did give him. You can use the Odyssey app and the rewind function if you want to hear more of that conversation with JR and Scott Farrell. Uh, But let's hear uh, some old clips from Bobby Knight. This is Bobby Knight, clairvoyant basketball mine, lauding Michael Jordan back in 1984. Kid is just an absolutely uh, great kid. If I were going to pick the three or four best athletes I've ever seen play basketball, he'd be one of them. I think he's the best athlete I've ever seen play basketball, bar none. If I were going to pick people with the best ability I'd ever seen play the game, he'd be one of them. If I were going to pick the best competitors that I'd ever seen play, he'd be one of them. So he's the best athlete, he's one of the best competitors, he's one of the most skilled players, and, and that to me makes him the best basketball player that I've ever seen play. And look at that. Coming out of UNC for Michael Jordan right before he gets his NBA career started. This was back in 1984, and there was two picks in that 1984 draft before Michael Jordan, but Bobby Knight knew a special player, and as he said, the best player that he's ever seen. Here is uh, Bobby Knight, who had a unique plan for his death. Listen up. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my It's one of the all-time great quotes ever. Absolutely love that. Let's go to uh, Bobby Knight, who always had a contentious relationship or an interesting relationship with the media. He called out the media profession. Try to help you young guys in this profession you've chosen. It's one or two steps above prostitution. Just what a quote machine. And let's go one more. This is the play-by-play of Bobby Knight throwing a chair. Steve Reed, an excellent free-throw shooter, will have the honor of shooting the technicals. Looky here, looky here. Bobby Knight just threw his chair. Clear across the free-throw lane. And I think uh, Fred Unbelievable. Jackson. He picked up another tee. So I was talking to my dad today, who used to be a longtime radio producer, I don't know, like 20 years ago, he went into sales, something like that. The dates may not be accurate on that, so don't quote me on it. But I was talking to my dad today about Bobby Knight and if he had ever had any interactions with him. So my dad, when he was producing Mike Francesa and Christopher Mad Dog Russo, they would do this NCAA show through Westwood One, actually, during the NCAA tournament. And they had Bobby Knight on, and it was after, you know, one of the times he threw the chair, and Dog asked him about it. And Bobby Knight said something along the lines, according to my father, yeah, I don't need this crap today, guys, and hung up the phone. But that's Bobby Knight. Um, Let's go to Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers. We'll go to football. Will uh, the evaluation of Jordan Love take longer? Bryce, could it take you more than just this season to find out what you have in Jordan and if he is the guy going forward? I, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, we got 10 games left. He's going to be very important 10 games. And, um, you know, I think he's done a lot of really good things. Really like the way he's responded to, to the adversity, uh, how he's led the team. Um, you know, again, we got to be better as a unit. And uh, I expect that to happen over the next 10 games. We all know 
that he's going to be the starting quarterback next year as long as he's healthy in Jordan Love. But the question is, how much pressure is going to be on him? Will he be able to do enough in these final 10 games where it shows and carries over some momentum that he could be the guy? Because if he doesn't, in all likelihood he won't, then next year is a make-or-break year for not only Jordan Love, but also for the head football coach and Matt LaFleur as well. Because there's no way the Packers can just get rid of Jordan Love and go to a new quarterback after this year with this whole plan. You draft Jordan Love, you get rid of Aaron Rodgers. After one year of Jordan Love starting, you can't pull out on this plan just now. Here is uh, Rich Gannon, a former Raiders quarterback. He now does a show on Sirius XM NFL Radio. And he's not happy with his Raiders and Stu's Raiders. It pains me to see this team struggle. And here's who I'm bummed out about today. Four. I'm disappointed for Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. I'm disappointed for Mark Davis because he wants to win like no other. And he has to make these decisions. I'm disappointed for the players. You know, guys like Max Crosby, who's playing his ass off. I'm disappointed for, you know, Devontae Adams, who's throwing his helmet on the sidelines because he has got no one to throw him the ball. He's wide open. I'm disappointed for the assistant coaches. And I'm disappointed for the fans. And it's been way too long since they've had success. I'd like to help them get back there. I don't know how to do it, Bruce. I'm just telling you, it pains me. It pains me to see this organization struggle. And I know it can be fixed. I don't know if you guys saw this today, but it's Maggie and Perloff related. They had Amy Trask on. Did you guys hear what Amy Trask had to say about who's advising? There's like a few people that are advising Mark Davis. Did any of you guys happen to catch that? Stu, turn your microphone on real quickly because I want your instant reaction. Okay. Um, If I were to tell you that one of the advisors to Mark Davis is Jim Gray, would you believe that? No. Yep. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) And I texted Maggie because I saw the quote and then I eventually listened to the article. I go, was Amy Trask serious? And she goes, of course. And I said, that's why the Raiders are the Raiders. Jim Gray, Uh, if that's true and he's advising Mark Davis, no wonder why they make a bunch of crappy decisions. That's horrible. Jim freaking Gray is advising your owner. Good luck. (laughs) I don't even know who they're going to hire. I can guarantee if Jim Gray's leading the search, it's going to be a disaster. Let's go uh, to more play-by-play. This courtesy of the Rangers Radio Network. This is Corey Seager setting the tone, breaking up the no-hitter in the seventh inning last night for the Texas Rangers. Gallon into his motion. Here's the pinch. Swing and a ball hit on the left side. Nobody there. It rolls out into left field. An opposite field single for Corey Seager to break up the no-hit bid by Zach Gallon. And let's go to the final call of the Rangers winning their first-ever World Series championship. Two balls, two strikes. Forrest kicks and fires. He struck him out looking. It's over. It's over. The Rangers have won the World Series. Ranger fans, you're not dreaming. The Rangers are the World Series champions. Samter, you've been around radio a long time. You just win a World Series. That is the Rangers radio network. I got to have a little bit more energy. I need screaming. I need yelling. I need you losing your mind. This is the first ever championship. How is it so dull right there? 
That was pretty dull. That was, I mean, for a local broadcast, that's that's not the greatest that I've heard. It's not as bad as the Royals in 2015. Was it really that bad? Yeah. All right. It was I, bad. I was at the stadium that night, and I was uh, very depressed, so I never went down the rabbit hole of torturing myself hearing the Royals win the World Series. I was at the stadium that night, too, and I was loving it. Why? I hate the Mets. So why were you there? Because the World troll. Series in New York. Huh. Why not? You're such a little troll. Let's go to Bruce Bochy, the immortal Bruce Mochi, uh, Bochy. That's how you should start to refer to him on coming out of retirement and winning a championship in his first year. It's unreal. I was sitting on a recliner there in Nashville and just enjoying myself when he called me. And I tell you what, I, I, I'm so honored to ride with these guys. Uh, it, they they inspire me with the, how resilient they've been. But to get this call, be part of this, I know how blessed I am. I can't thank these guys enough. Three stops for him. San Diego got to an NL pennant. San Francisco, three World Series championships. Now after one year with the Rangers, another World Series title. Here is Shane Beamer, the coach of South Carolina. You know, it's tough when you're losing games, but it's also tough when your son is calling out you for your poor team's play during Halloween. Today they were telling me that Hunter, my son, has a Halloween parade at his school where all the kids at his school, they dress up in their Halloween costumes and they walk around the track for however many minutes and the parents come and they video and all that. And I was there for it last year and my wife was telling me that he had that today and I said, well, why why didn't you guys tell me anything about it? Emily said, well, I knew you had practice and meetings, so I didn't think you were going to be able to come. And then my Hunter, my son, said, and it's also because you're two and six and you need to be in the office working. Yeah, Dad, you suck. You're an embarrassment right now to the family is basically what his son just said. And finally, here's Draymond Green on the team's bad chemistry last year. Last year, we had an awful team as far as chemistry goes. But chemistry has been a strong suit here. That's why so many guys have been around here for so long, because the chemistry is what we've hung our hat on. Well, you look at last year, you say, oh, man, this team hasn't lost a, a Western Conference series under Steve Kerr. And then it happens. The big reason why is our chemistry sucked. And so it was a one-year thing. Things, you know, stuff happens, and it was an anomaly. But, you know, we're right back where we need to be. It's amazing how Draymond plays the victim. Where, oh, our chemistry sucked. And he's basically saying it was Jordan Poole's fault without saying it. I don't know, Draymond. Maybe you shouldn't have punched your own teammate in the face. And then everyone, because you're standing in the organization, was afraid to hold you accountable. And they actually rewarded you. It's like crazy how, A, he's still talking about that, but, B, he's still not taking any accountability. But when you allow someone to get away with things, of course they're not going to take accountability, and there's going to be entitlement, and they're going to throw it back in your face. But what a joke from Draymond Green that quote is. We'll come on back. Mike Florio made some big national news on this show yesterday. We'll discuss it when we return in five minutes. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.